Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. All right, next up on the podcast, we're talking musical, and yes, it is November, and yes, the musical is not hitting the stage until March 10th, 11th, and 12th. But I got to tell you, the hard work begins back here in the fall for you know that amazing uh, staging of our annual musical in March. So we're going to jump in. I got three, uh, you know, got some three random uh, members of the cast here. And we're going to do these updates kind of throughout between now and March. And, and get a, many different uh, people that are in the show um, onto the podcast to kind of journey with them uh, during this great, uh, this great uh, journey that they're on. And this is an unbelievable cast this year. We have Newsies March 10th, 11th, and 12th coming on our stage. We can't wait. So I'll have uh, the three here introduce themselves, and we'll jump into some questions. Hi, my name is Sean Cesarica, and I play Crutchy. Hi, I'm Kelly Wright, and I play Albert, who's a newsie, Bunsen, who is Pulitzer's accountant, and then I am also a Bowery beauty. Hello, I'm Eric Schwab, and I play uh, Nunzio, Pulitzer's barber, uh, Weasel, who distributes the papers to the newsies, uh, Governor Teddy Roosevelt, and Mr. Jacoby, who runs a storefront. You are really I'm going to need a program <laughs> just to figure you out on this stage. <laughs> You're really busy. That's great. Yeah. Six costume changes. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, let's, talk, let's start with you. Talk us about the process. So let, let's go back. So first day of school every year, we always announce what the, what the musical is going to be. And then from that point on until a couple weeks ago, everyone kind of gets ready for auditions. Talk about what auditions were, kind of how that went, and the experience of that. So for auditions, um, you go in. Uh, well, first, you know, you memorize your song, and you practice, and you practice, and you put in all that hard work, and it's fun. And then you go in, and it's a little nerve-wracking, but you know that it's just Miss McLean, it's Mr. K, Mr. Fisher's there, Miss Dots is there, and it's, it's a fun, relaxed environment. You go in, you say, hi, how are you? Um, you, you state who you're going to be auditioning for, and then you run through your songs. They congratulate you, say, good job, and you bring in the next person. And then after, like, it's, like, set into, like, hourly sections or half-hourly. I'm not, I can't, I'm not 100% sure what. Then you do a dance edition with Miss Pashonic, where she teaches you, like, a little bit of a dance. For example, this year we learned a bit of Seize the Day, which I'm very excited to see because that's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's a big old number. And you do the dance, and then, you know, you wait that anxious couple of days. But it's fun, you know, you enjoy it, and it's it's a good time. It's very relaxed, not stressful. Like, don't worry about it. It's fun. So once those stressful days are over, it's a good old-fashioned come check out the bulletin board to see what you have, which I love that. Talk about just those emotions that you have when you come down to that to that board. Um. Well, everyone's kind of, like, rushing. I don't want to say, like, you're pushing and shoving, but you're, like, trying to find, like, an open spot over someone's shoulder to see it. And then, you know, there are times where, like, you might be like, oh, that's not the part I wanted, but then you can go watch the show, and you realize that, oh, this is actually not as bad as a part as I thought. Like, 
at first I'm like, Albert, who who even is Albert? And then I rewatch the show and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because <laughs> um, it's okay if I tell like a small little story. Yeah, do it. So I did Newsies up at Harvester two years ago, pre-pandemic. And I actually played one of Eric's roles, um, Mrs. Jacoby, who runs the little deli. And one of my lines was, who's the wise guy that ordered the seltzer? And now I play the wise guy that ordered the seltzer. So I just find that kind of funny that, you know, it comes all full circle. How the tables have turned. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so I think it's cool. So it's either going to be like you're really excited or you're down. But then, you know, you get into the show, you realize, oh, this is fun. And you're still going to have fun no matter what role you got, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all fun. So after that happens, Sean, talk to us about now the practice schedule comes out. What what do those first few weeks of practice looks like? You know, like what does that look like? You know, kind of give us that that behind the scenes look of you know those those first few um, actual practices, and then kind of the gear up. So the first the very first day is just a raw run through of the entire play, all of our lines to see where we're at. And then we build from there. Like the first day we got our script, I looked over my lines and I mean, I, I, uh, before this watched and watched the musical and the movie. So like I knew pretty much where, where I was going to be at too. So, and, and it's all, and not everyone's going to know their lines. Like we all know that going into it and you know, it's just a, um, just to see where everyone's at and you know what we need to work on going forward and every night is a different like I so I'm crutchy and I'm not required to be there for some of these practices like one day it might just be the Bowery Beauties that are doing a song or it'll just be Pulitzer or just Teddy Roosevelt or any like every every day is a specific like sometimes it'll be lead sometimes it'll be ensemble or just you know, choreography, it, it varies on the day. So it's all just, um, you know, seeing where you're at the first day and then you work on, um, sometimes you even need to work on it at home. Like they'll tell you like, hey, like try to, you know, do this or this or that at home. And then, you know, we'll come back to it the next day you're here. And so a little homework. So Yeah. Yeah, in in a sense, if you really want to, you know, be really good at your part, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, um, an extra or, you know, even if you're a tree, like, uh, I want to be the best tree I can be, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's it's all about, you know, repetition and practice, so. So so speaking of trees, um, you know, you had quite the role in um, Into the Woods. Yeah. And and it, and it was kind of like your, your coming out party, you know, as, yeah. as an actor. You yeah. know, and I think if yeah. people remember that role of you and just kind of how cool and how you embrace that role. And now you've kind of pole vaulted that experience into this role now. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, you know... Th- we have our we have a lot of talent, you know that that's on the stage, yeah, and I think that definitely. you know when I look at you, I look at a guy that's kind of like look out, people, because you know you <laughs> might have saw Sean in the woods, but like this guy's got some action. I mean, talk about how cool it is for you to kind of you know come into this situation with the experience that you've had, and 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 now you have a big opportunity. Well, well, it's funny that you say that because when I first looked 
you know, when I first saw Newsies, I was like, oh, this is a really cool play. I, I hope we get to do this eventually. And now that I'm in, uh, no, that was when I was like in like the sixth grade or whatever. And um, when I did The Wolf in the play uh, Into the Woods, I, I didn't have very many uh, speaking parts. Like, I had my speaking part, then my song, then uh, my depth. Mm -hmm. But this, I, I'm, like, in the play for... I, I, won't, I won't spoil too much, because <laughs> you guys need to be there. Buy the tickets. I promise you, you won't regret it. I like that. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm in for most of the first act. Uh, like, I would say, like, 90, 95% of the act. So, like, I have a lot more dancing. I have a lot more lines. And it's it's been amazing so far. Yeah. I, I can't wait to, you know, really get on the stage and start, you know, practicing with my crutch, you know, limping along, yeah. having a dead leg. No, speaking of the crutch and dancing, any idea on how they're going to do that? Like, are you just going to be off to the side? So, so, I, so I, I, uh, I, I had the same thought when I first found out that I was going to be crutchy. Um, and when I watched the play, it was kind of like he was, he was trying his best to, you know, <laughs> move around. So um, I, um, well, I mentioned uh, to Miss McLean, like, which leg do you want me to you know, want to be injured. And she said, like, which one's your dominant? And I said, right. So my left leg is going to be okay. the one that's injured. And I feel like that's going to make it a lot easier because, you know, I can do a lot more with my you yep. know, dominant side of my body. So Makes sense. Yeah. So I, I, I think that it... I'm, I mean, I'm not totally sure because, you know, I think our play is going to be a lot different. Well, it's... it's relatively different than the Broadway one. So, I mean, you'll just, you guys will just have to see what happens. We can't wait. Now, Eric, you know, talk about, you know, senior year here. Um, you know, you've been a part of tons of different action over, over the time that you've been here, you know, on stage and on screen. Um, you know, how important is this just talented, um, you know, directing staff that we have? And, and, and how cool is it to kind of work under them um, and, and how they coach you guys and, and, and really mold this cast in, into something special come March. It's really great working with them. Uh, this year, I went in, and I didn't get the part that I wanted, but I knew right from the beginning that whatever decision they made would be the best decision because they always play it to a person's individual strengths. Um, per people who are end up playing the leads, uh, probably better at memorization with lines and, um, singing their songs. Uh, for my, all four of the roles I have, they're all minor roles and don't actually sing their own song at any point. And I'm not the best at singing. Uh, I've gotten better over the years, but it's not one of my strengths. It's that acting piece is more of my strength. So mm -hmm. it's like being able to form four individual people while still being the same person. It's going to be the challenge of playing the four different roles, but it's something I've already started trying to get the hang of. 
Well, I think, yeah, I think the casting is so important. I think, you know, a guy like you that has the, you know, the positive attitude and, and the work ethic is a person that could, that should take on, you know, those, those, those four roles. So it's, it's a really good point that you bring up. Kylie, talk about just the, this production, you know, and, and, and just the, this, the amount of talent that we have um, that's amassed and, and what you just like about the musical experience. Well, everyone's really talented from our main roles to any newsie, any little seventh grader we got. I find that everyone's really talented um, and everyone's got room to grow. Like, that's like my personal motto, you know, you can be really good at something, but you could be even better. Um, So, you know, even if you like didn't get the part you got, that doesn't make you any less talented than anyone else. Um, it just means that you got places to grow. Um, so everyone's really talented. Um, and as for like the show itself, um, <laughs> I can say from experience, it's so much fun to be in. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Like the dance scenes, the songs, like you genuinely feel like really hyped up during, um, Seize the Day. And then during one, once and for all, like, I even get chills just like <laughs> thinking about it because like that's like the that's, climax. That's I'm gonna not gonna. Be a very good song. I'm not gonna like spoil anything, but like that's like the climax of the show where everything's coming to a head and like I'm getting chills just thinking about it and I can't wait to see what that's gonna feel like here. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be an incredible show and I really hope that everyone comes to it and they don't miss this because this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be really really awesome and like. The musical environment in general has always been like a really fun place for me because I mean that's what I want to do in life I'm gonna go to college for this um and uh it's 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 fun and I've been it since seventh grade so I've seen people come and go and everyone who's like joined doesn't really regret it you know, like, there are some things that they're like, ah, I wish that this wasn't like this, or this wasn't, but you can say that about anything. You can say that about school, sports, your job, um, but overall, it's just a happy environment, and, you know, we get along, and we put on the best show we can do, and we make people happy, and that's what performers are supposed to do. Yeah, and if I can piggyback (laughs) off of that real quick, Miss McLean, Mr. K, and the whole, like, um, all the teachers and all the directors, they make it really easy for us. And not only just to, you know, grow as, like, you know, s- singers or mm-hmm. actors, like, they make it really easy to have fun. Like, you know, I I joke around with Miss McLean about, like, a bunch of ev- everything under the sun. And they're so supportive. If, you know, you ever need anything, they're always there for you. And that's what makes it such a, like... Um, such a positive and safe environment for everyone what no matter what your race is no matter what your sexuality is like they're here for you for you like yeah it's like the ultimate community right yeah. you know what i mean like that feeling yeah. of family and, and that's yeah i mean i think that that's what you want to build in any show and these guys know how to do that and you guys are just like yeah you you, you come together in a way that's just like the ultimate right mm-hmm. all right eric and sean um a uh, quick question before we come to an end Talk about, like, how you guys uh, memorize your lines, right? I mean, there's so many different ways that people do that. So, like, Eric, why don't you go first? Like, like how do you figure that out? 
So for me, what I'll do is I'll write out my lines on flashcards, and it'll be the line just before it, and then the line that I actually say, and I'll just go over them um, whenever we're in rehearsal. Um, like two years ago, when we did Into the Woods and I played the narrator, I just go over my lines backstage. Just any time I had the free time, mm-hmm. I just look over the flashcards. Especially if like it was the scene coming up, just run over it over and over. Repetition. Yeah. How about you, Sean? So what I did the past few years was I uh, um, watched the Broadway play, and when I got my when I first got my script, I went home and I like highlighted all of my part and all the lines I had. I I do the same thing right now, and I watch the play like over and over and over and over because like we use the same music and you know the same lines. So I read my line and then say, like, um, Evan, Jack Kelly, uh, he'll read his line and then I'll follow up. And it just kind of creates that timing that, you know, we have, like, if he says, like, hey, Crutchy, how are you? And I go, like, hey, Jack, what's going on? You know, it, it just makes it just makes it more crisp and more clean because, you know, everyone in Broadway is gone, probably going to college for you know, this sort of thing. So it just makes it all that more, you know, um, special and, yeah. you know, clean. That's cool. Well, listen, guys, I really appreciate you taking time coming on the podcast. Yeah, um, you know, we're sitting here in November, you know, and like, and you guys have the passion, the energy to like take the show on the stage tomorrow if we had to, which is <laughs> awesome. So I, I can only imagine what it's going to be like come March when those, you know, those, those three climax of, uh, of, of the days with all this hard work comes there. So keep working hard. And, and I will tell you what, that auditorium will be packed. People will be coming. Um, and we can't wait for it. We're so counting th- on it. We, we, it. We, I like the pressure of that show. Yes, we're counting on it. So get your tickets early. Uh, they'll be coming on sale in, you know, in the next month or two. And uh, be checking that out. And all the information will be coming. You don't worry. So we'll be uh, doing some behind-the-scenes stuff with these guys as we get closer. Uh, so stay tuned to Musical and Newsies. And thank you guys for your time. All right, next up on the podcast, I'm excited to continue our off-campus learning opportunity spotlight. And this week, we're talking about our Health Academy, which is always a very popular choice for our students um, each year. And we've had many students uh, go through that program over the years. And uh, I have three of them today that are here. We're going to talk about their experience uh, with Health, Health Academy and kind of what their launching pad is for the rest of their, uh, their, their career, what their life, what they're looking to do, too. So we'll have them introduce themselves, and then we'll jump into some questions. I'm Austin Vegans, and I'm in grade 12. Uh, I'm Dre Grayson. I'm a senior. I'm Allison Noah. I'm also a senior. So, Allison, uh, why don't you start off, just talk to us about just the, the logistics of the program. When you leave here, where you go, and, and then kind of like where, you know, uh, what you do when you get there. Yeah, so we leave here around 1120 on the BOCES bus, and then when we get to BOCES, you get on a separate bus that brings you to the New York State School of the Blind, and that's where our classroom is located. Um, we get there, we usually just like hang out for a few minutes, and then we get into doing the work for the day. And on Thursdays, we go to GCC for our psychology class. 
So it's a really cool, um, you know, hybrid type situation, Dre, because you're you're getting kind of like a BOCES experience, but then you're also getting the college aspect of that. Talk about just kind of the, you know, the hybrid part of, of the program and how that works. Yeah. So as Ali said, we go to psychology. Next semester, it'll be cell biology, um, two days a week. Um, but I, I like the the difference. Um doing uh, two college level classes, I think it'll definitely help us because we're going to college in just a little under a year. Biggs, uh, how cool is it to kind of, you know, be in a program like this in which you get to meet other, other you know, students from other schools? Um, you know, have you made any good friends there, I guess is a good question. And, and, and how is that a benefit to you, you know, kind of how it kind of replicates what like college would be like or, or going to a new job as far as like being around people that you haven't been with for 13 years. I mean, yeah, having like different schools in the class is amazing. We get to meet new people. Um, even like just like now, our class has gotten so much closer from the beginning of the year. We have a big group chat to help like if anyone needs help with homework. So we're always all there for each other. And one good part about the Health Academy is we always have guest speakers, one or two a week, and they really set the tone for like what it's about, but they're really short staffed now in the hospital, so they're trying to get as many people through the programs as they can. So that's my next question, uh, you know, is talk about just like if you had to choose today what job you would see yourself doing in, in, the, in the health world, what would that be, where would that be? Um, and you know how excited are you for the you know possibilities? Um, I definitely want to be a nurse. You know, like ever since I was little, I told myself that I was going to be a nurse. Like this is what I'm going to college for. Um, seeing how short staffed they are, and like how many people are in the hospitals, and they don't have enough nurses for everyone. It's really sad to see that, and I just can't wait to be able to get out there and continue this career. Now, do you think that you would see your, like are you your ideal location to be a nurse would be in a hospital would be an ER would be like maybe in a doctor's office like where would you see yourself wanting to to work yeah I definitely want to be in the hospital like I was thinking like labor delivery or like ICU like I just love when things are like constantly happening that's awesome yeah you definitely won't get bored in that situation uh Dre how about you same question um I'm looking at uh physical therapy and athletic training I definitely want to do something in the medical field but I don't want to be like front line um but I went and shadowed a physical therapist at a hospital, um, and it wasn't terrible, and I liked it. So I think that would be a good spot for me to be. Well, you'll have to talk to Mr. Capitelli's uh, uh, son. Is a, uh, just, he's, he work, I think he works at Lattimore uh, as a physical therapist, got his doctorate. So, uh, yeah, great, great uh, atmosphere. Obviously, we see Amanda. She's amazing. Um, and I just want to point out that Dre has a new uh, haircut. You can't see it during this podcast, but you, you know, make sure to check the picture because he's looking pretty fresh today. Okay, so that's cool. Biggs, how about you? Same question. Um, I want to be a nurse, but I would like to be a CRNA when I'm officially done with school, which is a certified registered nurse anesthetist. It's where you administer anesthesia in the operating rooms for patients, and you like put them to sleep when they're getting ready for surgery. That's like my ideal place to be. So obviously that would mean that you would be at a hospital most likely, correct? Yes. Okay. And let me just ask you this, because like that's a pretty specific, unique choice. I mean, to like say, listen, yeah, I want my job is to basically be the last person they see before they go into a, a, 
this type of situation. Like, why that? Like, why that specific? And what was kind of your motivation for that line of work, which is a huge part of the process? Um, the money that they make is pretty good. But other than that, um, I know a lot of people that are CRNAs. And uh, one of my dad's friends is one right now, and he tells me all about it, and I just love the aspect of that. That's cool. Um, okay, so, Allison, if you could, I guess, you know, in, in this experience that you're having right now, um, and then where you want to go, I mean, how, how, how important is this academy for you, and, and what does it mean to be a part of, like, this type of learning experience? Um, it's definitely very important. It definitely like makes you um, get a lot more experience for the future. Like we go on clinicals and we uh, go shadow other doctors and we learn a lot of information that you're going to need to learn before you even go into medical school. So it's really crucial. And I think anyone who wants to be a nurse or go into like um, healthcare should honestly do this or health dimensions because they both prepare you really well. Yeah, and that was my next question too. Dre, talk about like if I'm sitting here listening to this as like a ninth or 10th grader, I'm on the fence, you know, like what is the push to really, like she said, either do this or dimensions? I mean, like to, you know, to to figure out basically what your rest of your career could be. Yeah, uh, I would say try it. If you're unsure of anything, I would try it. Um, as we were talking about, it's not a, it's not a big workload. Um, it's It's manageable. And honestly, going going into clinicals and you could just try anything, you could find something that you love. And the nice thing with Academy is that, like, at least you're going to get out of it, you know, some college credit, which you could transfer. I mean, if you choose to do something else, I mean, like, like you're going to get something out of it regardless. And I know I'm not going to name names, but we've had a couple, you know, alumni over the years that have done this thinking that this is exactly what I want to do. They've done it and they're like, geez, I'm glad I did this. Uh, because it's it's really not what I want to do, um, and then they you know were able to go to another path you know so I think it, like you said just give it a shot. Um, okay, Biggs. As far as like just talk about how stressed the you know the health industry is right now as far as nursing and things that you've witnessed and hear like how stressed out is this occupation? Um, it's pretty stressed out right now. They're so short staffed in the hospitals. To the point where I was on clinical last week and they weren't having enough nurses. Normally some nurses only take two to three patients and now they're taking up to 10 to 20 and they are all stressed out. Um, I've had one tell me not to get in the profession because of the amount of short workers they have right now, but that's not going to stop me because this has been my dream for a few years now and that's about it. And Ellie, like just the importance of like I mean, here you guys are going to this program during a world pandemic, right? I mean, like, talk about, like, you know, yeah, I want to do this. And we're actually, what's the biggest thing in the world right now is a pandemic that's health-based. Um, you know, talk about just how the motive, maybe that motivates you to even want to get more into this or not. I mean, how, I mean, what's your feelings with that? Um, yeah, it's definitely scary what we have been going through the past couple of years. And nurses are right on the front line. I mean, I mean like, they see everything. From the worst COVID patients to the best COVID patients, they see it all. And it's scary to think, like, if I become a nurse, like, this could happen and this could still be happening when I'm a nurse. But you got to, like, just put all that to the side and think that you're going to help people at the end of the day. 
Yeah, can't agree more. And I think like to see you guys going into this profession, I mean, I give you huge kudos because obviously the world needs you. You know, we need you. People need you out there. You know, so, you know, I can't can't encourage you enough to continue continue that path. Okay, Let, these are uh, a couple of fun questions here at the end, non-related to Health Academy um, or anything that we've been talking about. Just kind of, you know, you know, get to know you a little bit more for our listeners. Um, okay, favorite all-time lunch menu item here at school? Go to, wish they had it every day. What do you got, Alex? Uh, chicken fajita. Um, I'd say... When we had the rotator pizza oven, they used to have these French bread um, pizzas that were amazing. Okay, wow, I remember those, yeah. Hot ham and cheese bagel. No hesitation for Biggs. And everyone else is shaking their head no, but okay, listen, Biggs. I mean, like, that, nothing wrong with that. Okay, um, your, your, go-to, your go-to restaurant in the country. So you could choose any spot. If I gave you a gift card, where would you, where would you go eat? And what would you eat there? Could be anywhere in the world. Could be local. Could be you know another state. Whatever. I'd probably just go to BWs and get probably chicken wings. Loyalty at its best, right there. I like that. How about you, Jack? Definitely Olive Garden, um, and I'm getting their chicken and yonkey soup. It's <laughs> the best. Um, probably Tully's and getting the Asian tenders. Oh wow! Okay. Now, so let's let's stay on this question. So now you're going to this restaurant. You could choose any person to take with you. There could be a person that is uh, famous, a uh, person that is deceased, that you know maybe a whoever. Like, who would you take with you to this meal? And and, and if you call them, like if I would bring probably Josh Allen, he's gonna say yes. Like he has to say yes. So like if you if, if you're gonna stick with like your family. You know, or, you know, significant other, I get that, but I'm giving you the okay to not go with them during this question. Uh, no doubt, Kylie Jenner. Wow. <laughs> that was like no hesitation either. I love that. Okay. That would be fun. Dre? Okay. Mr. McArdle, you, me, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, we're going to Olive Garden. All right, Dre, I'm on that, especially with this fresh hair. I mean, these guys are going to be, you know, you're going to be doing autographs. All right, that's cool. Beggs, how about you? Um, probably Thomas Vanek. He's an ex-Saber player, and yep. he was one of my favorites. Where is he playing him. now? I don't Or is he retired? I think he retired, but okay. I'm not for sure. So he might have time enough to come out to have lunch with you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Guys, thank you so much for joining the podcast uh, this week, and I, and I appreciate you guys representing us uh, so well with Health Academy. And, man, I know one thing's for sure. You're all going to get hired fast. So stay on it, and, uh, and, and Biggs, go make that money. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to uh, put the spotlight on one of the you know, many cool things that, that happens here at our school, and, and one of them is our peer tutoring program. And uh, last year, this program kicked off last year, and it was no adult's idea. It was a student idea. So we're going to jump into that, and uh, we, we also have uh, some conversations in this podcast about the benefits um, and how you can become one. So stay tuned. I'll have uh, my guests uh, introduce themselves, and then we'll jump into some questions. Um, hi, I'm Evelyn Babcock. I'm a senior. Uh, hi, I'm Brett Babcock, and I'm also a senior. I'm Megan Prine. I am a freshman. So, uh, Brett, why don't you start us off and talk to us about the inspiration of, of this movement, when it started, and, uh, you know, kind of what was behind it. All right, so it started 
summer of my, well, going into junior year, obviously COVID was going on. And I really just reflected, like now's a time of, when you're in the younger grades, seven, eight, or even nine, it's tough. Like, it's not easy for anybody. You're not just trying to get good grades. You're trying to figure out who you are in the process of that. So I thought with COVID, I mean, you're not seeing your friends, you're isolated. So that makes this journey 10 times harder than actually just being in school all five days. So I talked with Evie and we both decided to develop a tutoring and mentorship program to just work throughout the school year. So that's pretty much the origins of it. Yeah. And Evie, talk about just kind of when you go back to when this started, just kind of what you thought this could be and kind of what the reality has become. So Brett and I knew that we didn't want it just to be one of those programs where we drag kids along to tutoring and then they don't actually want to put in the work. Like we didn't want to make it a program that was kind of strictly academic or seemed as if it was kind of up to only strict interpretation. So we wanted it to be a flexible program, especially in a time that we didn't know what was going to happen. So we originally thought of the idea of doing like a big brother, big sister program. But when we reached out to try to connect that with the school, they didn't respond at all. So we're like, you know what, we're going to start our own program. And so we did. And we spent that summer typing out every single rule, contacting every person we knew. And I remember calling every single person in my contact list to try to get them to be a tutor. Um, And we ended up getting a few things that stuck and talking with a few teachers that stuck. And now it is a program that helps kids academically and mentally, even if someone just needs to sit down and have someone to be like, here, this is what you need to do. Um, And we've seen a lot of progress within younger grades because of that. And talk about just the, you know, obviously you guys have been the, the, the mainstays as far as, you know, offering the tutoring. Talk about some of the, um, you know, the, maybe by name, but just kind of the, the different people that maybe have helped you guys along the way um, as far as other peer tutors. Right. Um, so a big misconception is that older kids are only teaching younger kids, which is totally not accurate because I am learning just as much from the younger kids that I'm tutoring as they are from the material that we're helping them with. Um, I remember one of like my big success stories that I like sharing is I had a student who was um, not really doing too good in history, and we got their average from a 19 to a 91. Um, <laughs> and I remember just sitting there, I'm like, yes! And we were like so excited, and I learned from them that hard things can get done if you're willing to put your mind to it, and if you're willing to be determined. Like You can completely flip your academics, your attitude in like just a matter of a week. Um, So, I mean, same with Evie. I had the same exact situation with one of my kids. They were failing and they ended up being on the honor roll. So that was a fantastic feeling. Um, I think Evie summed it up perfectly, but I mean, you learn just as much tutoring or doing good than you do being the one that has good being done to you. That was a little choppy, but um, you you learn a lot trying to do the right thing, and I think it it's, it has taught me so much. It taught me communication skills, taught me how to deal with people, and it just makes you a better teacher. It's not you, nothing you could ever really learn without just hopping into the field and just doing what you feel is yeah. right. So I mean, it's not a skill that can be taught inside of a classroom by yeah. another teacher, like. 
this program has offered both young and old kids to learn experiences that they may have not otherwise even been able to fathom. Agreed. Yeah, I can't agree more. And I think what's cool about it is just, you know, it's a grassroots thing that is just natural. Like, I mean, it's something that, hey, you want help? I'm here to help. Like, there's no strings attached. Yeah. There's no, you know, paperwork. <clears throat> it's just, it's it's kids helping kids at the most, you know, simplest ways, but yet so powerful, you know, in, in, in how it actually happens. And let's talk about that. So, Megan, you're here, and, you know, you are a person that, you know, um, was seeking help. So kind of talk about kind of the impact that these guys have had for you um, and how kind of how did you learn about it and how, you know, how it went. So I've always, like, been someone who's been like, I don't need help. I don't need help because I feel like I can do it myself and I want to be independent. Um. And for, for, like, since, like, seventh grade, I was, like, denying, like, no, I don't need a tutor. I don't need one. I don't need one. When I, um, and then, like, my mom said, you should try to reach out to, and get a tutor. I'm like, no. And then, and she, and my mom on Open a House, um, encouraged me to sign up for, um, tutoring. And then, uh, half, uh, um, half, uh, Halfway through the marking period, I realized I got an academic probation because I was failing, and I'm like, I gotta get it. <laughs> and and um, I um, I got it. Um, Brett in uh Pride and Ally at a Pride and Allies meeting, and I said, Hey, can um, like I need a tutor, and it was really helpful. And I'm not failing anymore, and it's. Even though it's just, um, I did it by, like, just by a mill, milliliter, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm going to continue to improve my grade. And, um, um, I believe I, I'll also, um, develop good organization skills, um, with Brett. So how often do you, how often are you meeting with Brett and, and, and where and what times of the day? Um, Last marking period, I um, it was every it was um, every day after school, um, mostly in Miss Soto's room. Yeah. Um, since I'm out of academic academic probation, I I still want to be able to do my clubs, but I still know I still I'm um gonna need Brett's help. So I'm trying to work out like what days I have club, but I don't want to stay after every day. Mm-hmm. I don't like the elementary bus. So the the time, yeah. <laughs> listen that 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 bus is always you know it's, it it is a uh, flash to the bat you know to the past when you hop on that, um, especially the ones that have like seventeen kindergartners. Right, right. Make my brain hurt. Yeah, we're we're all in that same boat for sure, Megan. Um, talk about just like you know what would be one cool thing that like in working with Brett that you kind of started changing. You know, like you talked about your organization. But just like, just how important was it just to just know that you had someone like him that like cared for you, that wanted to see you successful, kind of like your cheerleader in the corner, you know, in your corner. Like what's, what's one thing maybe that he really helped you with? Um, like when I was, like for most, most of the people who've tried to help me, especially my mom, no offense to her, um, like they've encouraged me to like to do the work, um, but like never, I, but never like 
mostly at home. Like, if I didn't really want to receive help because, um, you know, my, um, because my two little sisters, um, I don't want to be like that, have my little sisters running around and mm-hmm. me frantically trying to get Tough to focus to in those situations, yeah. Yeah, and um, to ask my mom for help um, while she's trying to get the two crazies to quiet down. <laughs> Sounds like my house. So right. the, the, the chance that you're able to uh, you know, do that here with Bright After School obviously allows that focus for you, but also, you know, like really cool opportunity to work with a guy that's a senior, right? You know, mm-hmm. so Brett, for you, like in working w- with her, you know, what, what has been that, you know, like that consistent thing that you've been maybe most proud of her or something you've seen her, you know, find that success? I would say two things. Organization is huge. Um, this is no offense to Megan. I've been <laughs> no, the, the, the same exact way I've, I've been like this. But she wasn't the most organized coming into the program. She didn't have a planner, didn't really use it much. But now with her, she her papers just aren't in one big binder. She's got separate things. She's yeah. using her planner more often. And she's on top of her assignments as seen from being off of academic probation. And also the thing that, that I would say this is the thing that makes me most proud is her feeling like she's not just being dragged along in this. What Evie and my, our main intention with this program was, I want this to be something where it's a connection, not something we're doing just to get kids off academic probation. I want a friend, you know, and Megan has been able to provide that friend for me, even though she's younger than me. I think we've developed a really good relationship over the past, how long has it been, month or so we've been tutoring? It feels like like it's been a month. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I think it's really cool the fact that it's just, again, nights helping nights. doesn't matter who you are, where you're coming from. I mean, like, you know, we have people here willing to help. And I think, you know, Evie, what would you say as far as a person or a parent that's listening to this or a student, like, um, you know, how can they go about getting your guys's, you know, getting in your guys' circle for support? Right. Um, honestly, Brett and I take, like, we'll take emails. Um we sometimes it's just seeing a kid in the hallway and they'll be like, hey, yeah, what's up? And then they'll ask if they can be a tutor. And obviously to be a tutor, there's a level of communica- communication skills and grades that are re- required. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and if you want to be a tutor, you can be any age, um, anything. And, you, and you, if you just see us in the hallway or email us or email a staff member that can connect to us, honestly, we're very flexible with how yeah. we can be communicating like contacted and as far as a person that wants to get tutoring um you know same thing email you know see a counselor um and i think that you know there's a lot of ways to do that but i mean we're open to see you know people participate in tutoring and then obviously get the support but you know i would just say from a perspective that i see it's just it's natural like and that's what these guys have started from the beginning it's not like i have to go here every day no i mean you set that schedule up with you know with with your tutor you want to do two days a week you want to do one a week but i think you're going to probably once you once you find that connection you're going to want to do it a lot because it gives you that that extra support but most importantly a connection and 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 that's what's really cool about it so um i can't thank you guys enough you know for doing this and megan i mean your climb has been has been inspiring to watch and i think that you know yeah i think it's cool to kind of run your own run right now and and you know branch (coughs) out and when you know and you got brett you know in your corner you know when when you need him so i think 
it's just great to see. It's such a natural thing. And anyone that's listening too, you just noticed, I want you to note that this is as you know, no adults are are in this mix. You know, this no is script. yeah. This is right. students leading students, students seeking students, and we're just basically giving them space. You know, and that's what's cool. And I think that you know this is a great legacy for both you know Brett and Evie. That you guys have started something that we're going to pass on and just keep it going and keep it natural and really appreciate that. So. Um, Proud principal here today. So thank mm-hmm. you guys for uh, joining uh, the podcast. And uh, uh, anything else you'd want to say before we come to an end? Can I? Um, I think that if you're like if you're stressed out by the amount of work you receive, or you're stressed out about a certain um, like or multiple um, classes, then you should um, even if you don't think you need um, help, you should um, you should seek out help. Um, you don't know how much you won't you won't know how much it'll help um, until you do it. I think Megan said it perfectly. There's yeah. no such thing as a self-made man. Seeking help is not something that you should be ashamed of, and seeking help should not be something that's considered lowering your ego. Never right. be afraid to ask for help. It's important. I've had a lot of help throughout the years, and I'm so grateful for the people that have helped me. So I'm just returning the favor, right? And nor is it embarrassing. Right. Yep. Strength, like there is strength and vulnerability when it comes to this. Like Brett and I didn't know if this program would work, mm-hmm. so we were vulnerable, yep. and there's strength in that. St- you stepped out of your comfort zone, right. and, and magic happened. Yeah. So. Magic happens when you step out of your comfort yep. zone. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here, and I'm, I can't wait to see the next chapter as we move into the second market period with this great program. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. And that'll be the post of our food uh, pictures of our stuff, the turkey. And uh, our students and staff never disappoint for this annual effort. And this week, we are on record pace uh, to break our all-time record. So I want to thank all of our knights and our staff who are bringing in our food for our stuff, the turkey, supporting our 40 families this Thanksgiving. Uh, Monday will be our last day, which is st- um, which is um, bring everything but this uh, kitchen sink day. Always a favorite, and you can bring any non-perishable item on Monday. And we just can't thank our knights and staff enough for everything they've done uh, to give back and to make this another smashing success. Hope everyone has a great weekend. As always, from Awakening Country, we'll see you back here next week. Want to thank all my guests and go Knights. Thank you.